The New York Giants have six huge looming UFA decisions to make this offseason. I'll tell you what they are and how they might play out coming up next on the Locked on Giants podcast. You are Locked on Giants, your daily New York Giants podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. This episode of the Locked on Giants podcast is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, official sportsbook of the NFL. Make every moment more. Visit FanDuel.com slash Locked on today to get started. Hello, New York Giant fans, and welcome to another edition of the Locked on Giants podcast, part of the Locked on Podcast family, your team every day. I'm Patricia Trainer, your host, P. Train, credentialed member of the New York Giants media for Locked on and, of course, for Giants country over at Fan Nation. And uh, shout out to my everydayers. You guys know who you are. My newcomers, my Blue Crew community members, and everybody in between. Thank you so much for being part of the Locked on Giants podcast community. And uh, don't forget to like and subscribe to this channel. Click that little bell so that you receive notifications anytime I post new content. On today's Locked on Giants podcast, the Giants have over two dozen free agent decisions to make this offseason. So a lot of them, I think they're going to go in a direction where, you know, they just move on. But there are six in particular that I think can go either way. And I'm going to go over those six for you on today's podcast. So again, welcome in to everybody. Let's get started. I'm going to kick it off with the most burning question, and that is Saquon Barkley. What do the Giants do with Saquon Barkley? Saquon Barkley, as we all know, played on the franchise tag last year, doesn't really want to play on it again this year, but the Giants do have that at their disposal. So you kind of wonder, okay, are the Giants just going to say, you know what, we're just going to franchise tag you and that'll be the end of it? Or do the Giants really want Saquon back? You know, because look, you look at how a roster is built and right now, given the state of the Giants roster, it's probably not a good idea to build around a running back, to devote a whole lot of resources, financially speaking, to a running back. Now, the argument for the Giants doing that, obviously, is that Saquon has been a big part of their offense. He has been their offense. So why would you go and, and you know, give up on that? But, you know, you could also counter that and say, well, Joe Shane, general manager, and Brian Dable, the head coach, they're not going to sit on their hands this offseason. They're going to try to add to what they have. They're going to have to reshape that offense because the offense last year, you know, yes, it was banged up. There were a lot of injuries, but it was also very ineffective. All right. It was like the 31st ranked overall offense in the league. So some people are like, well, why would you purge Saquon since he's like a key playmaker? The idea here is that Saquon is also another year older. All right. He's coming off more lower body injuries. He ha- he missed, um, what is was it, three games due to the ankle injury he had? At what point do you just say, all right, you know what? This guy's gotten beaten up over the year. He doesn't have the same burst when he gets to the second level. And, you know, we could probably try and replace some of that production via the draft. Not all of it, you know, because Saquon is a unique talent, but some of it. So that being said, Saquon Barkley, the decision, 
the feeling that I get is that the Giants do want him back, but they don't want to break open the bank for him. All right now, I don't know if they can have their cake and eat it too in this instance. I think if they are going to get Saquon back on a multi-year deal, they're going to have to pony up on the guaranteed money, which was the sticking point last year. So what do I see happening? Well, I've said this many times on the show before. I'll say it again now. I think the two sides are going to struggle to come to an agreement. I think the Giants are going to slap the franchise tag on Saquon again, try to continue to break the ice, so to speak, as they move forward. And if they can't break the ice before the draft, the Giants will look to move him because, look, they cannot afford this year, in my opinion anyway, as based on you know, what I've seen from the salary cap, they cannot afford to continue carrying him on the salary, uh, the franchise tag cap, uh, which is like 12.5, I believe. They cannot afford that for the entire year, not with all the needs that they have, not with, you know, the way the roster is projected be, to be constructed, you know, with especially, you know, you're going to have Daniel Jones coming back on a big cap number, which they can't purge. Um, you, you might have a new quarterback coming in, whether it be a rookie draft pick or a veteran, that's going to drive up the price. So they, the Giants are going to be top heavy in certain spots on their cap. So, you know, unlike last year where they weren't top heavy. So I just think, you know, I hope that Saquon and the Giants can work it out because he's been a good soldier for them. He's been a, the face of the franchise for, you know, quite some time now. And he's a good guy. I like Saquon, but I just don't get the feeling it's going to happen, guys. I hope I'm wrong, but I think the Giants are going to ultimately, at the end of the day, do a tag and trade with him. So um, hopefully, like I said, I'm wrong. Hopefully they get a deal done that doesn't break the bank, but I'm not so sure if that's going to happen at this point. All right, the next guy, the next UFA that the Giants, I think, have a decision to make on, Tyrod Taylor, the backup quarterback. Now, last year, Tyrod played well when he was pressed into action. You know, he kept them above water. Um, you can make the case that he actually did better than Daniel Jones, uh, the starter. The problem with Tyrod Taylor is, I believe he's going to be 34 on his next birthday. And he seems to get injured quite a lot, right? He's got a slight frame. He's a mobile quarterback and he gets injured. He's a good quarterback, all right? The Giants could do worse than to have him on the roster again next year. But do they want to pay him to be back? My guess is no. I don't get the impression that Tyrod Taylor is going to be brought back. Um, I think there will be a market for Tyrod Taylor because, like I said, he's still a good enough backup quarterback that if you need him to step in and start for you for a couple of games, he can do that for you. But I think the Giants are either going to go to the draft to add another quarterback Matter of fact, I think the Giants will probably look to draft the quarterback and add a cheaper option at the veteran ranks. Now, they also have Tommy DeVito. Where does he fit into the equation? And how does he affect whether they bring back Tyrod Taylor? Taylor, at the end of last year, I think was better than DeVito. Obviously, DeVito, a rookie. Taylor, you know, had been in the league for over 10 years. So... DeVito will get an opportunity to compete, but I wonder if the Giants aren't thinking to themselves that DeVito showed enough 
to be brought into camp to compete for, you know, a number two or number three spot. And whether he actually gets it depends on obviously what the Giants do in the draft. If they take a quarterback in the first round, then you figure it's going to be Jones, that quarterback, and maybe a veteran. Will that veteran be Tyrod Taylor? I I would be very surprised if it is. I think Tyrod Taylor moves on. All right, coming up next, I've got a, let's see, I've got a linebacker for you, linebacker and a safety that we got to talk about. That's right after this. Hey, Giant fans, happy Super Bowl to all who celebrate from FanDuel, America's number one sports book. If you're like me, Super Bowl Sunday is all about scoring the best seat on the couch, grabbing your favorite football snacks, and placing some super bets. And speaking of which, FanDuel has so many ways for you to end the season with a W or two or three. Not only can you bet on who will win Super Bowl 58, but FanDuel also has bets for who scores a touchdown, total point scores, and so much more. New customers, join today and you'll get $200 in bonus bets if your first bet of $5 or more wins, head on over to fanduel.com slash lockdown to sign up. That's fanduel.com slash lockdown. Make every moment more at Fanduel, an official sportsbook partner of the NFL. All right, everybody, welcome back to the Lockdown Giants podcast. I'm your host, Patricia Traina, P-Train. And coming up this week on the Lockdown Giants podcast, on tomorrow's show, my special guest is going to be Solomon Wilcox, who is a former NFL defensive back, also turned into a broadcaster. He's going to talk Giants with me as well as talk about a new initiative he's involved with. And then later this week, I'm not sure which day we're going to do it, but it's going to be later this week. Brandon Olson, whom some of you might recognize from his work over at Giants Country and uh, the Locked on Gators podcast. He is down at the Senior Bowl this week, so I have asked him to come on. And give me, uh, or give us, I should say, the lowdown on what he observed from the practices and whatnot. So we will get some Senior Bowl coverage in this week for you. The Shrine Bowl, for those of you who were wondering, I don't have anybody down there, unfortunately. So I'm kind of relying on um, some some scouting reports. I believe Emery Hunt might be down there. I'll see if I can get Emery for that at some point. But uh, Senior Bowl, for sure. I think we'll have something on there. So I hope you will tune in. Again, thank you for tuning in to today's episode of Locked on Giants. All right, let's get back to our topic, which is the top Giants UFA decisions that they have to make. And on this segment, I want to talk about Isaiah Simmons and Xavier McKinney. And I'll start with Simmons. Now, Simmons, as you all know, acquired for a seventh round draft pick from the Arizona Cardinals, came in and initially, you know, we wondered what... how he was going to fit into the defense. And, you know, former defensive coordinator Wink Martindale found a role for him as a spy for those against those mobile quarterbacks. Um, Not so much a pass rusher, which we thought was going to be more of the role he was going to play, but just sort of like that pseudo safety, that pseudo safety uh, linebacker role that uh, Landon Collins tried to fill um, last year. So Simmons played well enough to where if I'm the Giants, I look to bring him back. You know, Simmons, um, I don't know if he, how much of a market's going to be there for him. He might be a tricky one to bring back, but I would absolutely look to see if I can't resign him. And I think the only thing that might prohibit him from coming back to the Giants is if he goes elsewhere to get a starting job. 
which, you know, right now, Bobby O'Karake has one of the starting inside linebacker jobs and Micah McFadden has the other. That's not to say that if Simmons is brought back, that he can't compete with McFadden for that other starting job. And I think that would be the case if Simmons comes back. So absolutely, if I'm the Giants, I would prioritize Isaiah Simmons. And I say that not knowing as of this recording who the new defensive coordinator is, but so maybe the new defensive coordinator will have a different role for Simmons in mind. Who knows? But uh, I would definitely bring him back from the Giants. Xavier McKinney, I've said all along, folks, and, I'll, and my mind hasn't changed. Xavier McKinney is not coming back. I know some of you are like, oh, my God, why are the Giants letting their good young talent walk away when Joe Shane said that, you know, his, his mission is going to be to draft, retain, and, and, you know, build with the, you know, solid young talent. guys couple reasons why I say this. Number one, and I'm just reading between the lines here. This isn't, hasn't been told to me, you know, as definite. McKinney obviously wants to be paid. And just in hearing, you know, the more I hear, the more I'm convinced that that big payday is not coming from the Giants. They can't afford it, to be honest with you. Not with the needs that they have and they need to fill. So, you add that in with the fact that they've got Dane Belton who filled in for um, uh, Jason Pinnock when Jason Pinnock was, was injured and Belton did a pretty good job and he can play either safety position. So I do think in this instance, the giants are going to let Xavier McKinney go because he's going to be way out of their price range. I think Dane Belton will compete to take over that starting role that McKinney vacates and your starting safeties, barring anything crazy happening, will be Pinnock and Dane Belton next year. Now, again, I don't want to see Xavier McKinney go. I think he's a fine young player and he came on and did well. But, you know, if you're Joe Shane and you're looking at the entire body of work, you say to yourself, okay, he missed chunks of time in two of his four seasons. This past year, he came on strong in the second half of the season. He was kind of like floating adrift, if you will, in the first half of the season. I don't know that that's going to be enough to sway Joe Shane to break open the bank for him. And again, I don't think he should, given the limited cap resources that they are projected to have. And that's even after they make the projected uh, roster cuts, seller cap cuts, and restructures that they're going to do. And I've outlined those um, on a previous show, by the way, if you want to go check that out. So yeah, Xavier McKinney, um, I don't think he's coming back. So uh, of the two, I think you could do a little bit more with Isaiah Simmons if you're a defensive coordinator. And again, these are, are tough decisions to kind of handicap because we don't know who the new defensive coordinator is going to be. So you kind of just have to look at the body of work. You have to look at the depth at the position. You know, where's the pressing need? And, you know, to me, if Xavier McKinney moves on, yeah, it'll create a hole, but it's not a hole that they don't have an, an option already on the roster to fill. Whereas if Isaiah Simmons moves on, then what do they have for depth at inside linebacker? They have Darian Beavers, who is going to compete, you know, next year for a roster spot after spending most of last year on the uh, practice squad. But they're moving on from... Uh, at least it looks like they're moving on from Carter Coughlin and Cam Brown. 
So they're going to have to redo that position, get more depth. And if they can keep uh, Isaiah Simmons, that's going to be one less thing they have to worry about in the long run. So, um, yeah, the defense is going to probably have a little bit different look next year. The core guys are in place. You know, when you talk about the defense, you talk about uh, core guys like um, Dexter Lawrence on the defensive line, Okarake at linebacker, Deontay Banks at cornerback. But, you know, the guys like Adoree Jackson, who's also a UFA, we, we know he's not coming back because if he was, the Giants probably would have done something with his contract when they had the chance and they never touched it. Um, you know, there's some other guys. I, I know Nick McLeod is also a um, a free agent, but he's an RFA, restricted free agent. Um, I think, you know, he, he'll get a tender. I don't know if he'll get an original tender or if they'll look to sign him, but they'll get some cornerback depth. But cornerback is going to be a position they're going to need to fill up on. And I think it's safety, just going back to the safety with Xavier McKinney, they'll probably want to add to that as well because as the depth moves up, you want to replenish, you know, guys that were at the bottom. So we'll have to see how that works itself out. All right. I've got two more for you coming up. Basically, special teams guys, but they're very important guys, I think. And uh, we'll talk about those right after this. Hey, Giant fans, passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay's guaranteed fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. And with all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring that bring home that win. So keep your ride or die alive today at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. eBay's guaranteed fit only available to U.S. customers. All right, everybody, welcome back to the Locked on Giants podcast. I'm your host, Patricia Trena, and we're talking about the top Giants UFA decisions that need to be made. And, you know, I originally didn't have this guy on the list, but I want to mention him really quickly because I think um, he will be back. I just don't think he'll be back right away. And that is offensive lineman Tyree Phillips. Now, complicating things with Tyree Phillips, as you know, is he suffered that late season uh, quad injury that landed him on IR, for which he needed surgery. So I don't think the Giants are going to rush out to sign him to a new deal. I would be surprised if they do that. Um, I do think they're going to keep an eye on his recovery. And as he gets a little, you know, further away from the injury and closer to returning, I could see the Giants bringing back Tyree Phillips as a depth piece. And uh, I would hope that he would want to come back because, you know, look, all things considered, when he was pressed into action, he didn't do that badly. Now, obviously, you know, you want to upgrade the offensive line talent. You've got questions at both guards. You got to figure out what you're going to do with Evan Neal. If you're going to leave him at right tackle, if you're going to move him to guard, but Tyree Phillips, you know, look, in terms of being a potential swing tackle, I'd be okay with him as as in that role. 
you know, maybe a little more so than Matt Parrott, who's also a UFA. So, you know, I, I wanted to mention Phillips just real quick before I get to the last two guys on my list. And speaking of which, the first of the last two on my list is punt returner Gunnar Olszewski. I mean, guys, I think that's a no-brainer. The Giants finally got themselves a decent punt returner. The first guy to average double digits per punt return since Jabril Peppers did it, I think in, I want to say 2020. Olszewski's experienced. You know, I, I don't know if he, he can give you that much on offense, but look, as a punt returner, where it's going to be so important to flip the field, I think Olszewski is a guy you want to have back. And, you know, the Giants are starting kind of not from scratch, but they're kind of starting over with the new special teams coordinator uh, that they hired from the Jets. So why not keep some of these core guys? Just as you would keep some of the core guys on defense, I could see Olszewski being one of the core guys that they look to keep. And I think that he will probably not be an expensive re-sign. The only question I would probably have with him is, is he going to draw interest around the league? Because, you know, look, good punt returners are so hard to find. Just look at the Giants over the last, you know, few years since since uh, Jabril Peppers left. They are very hard to find. And if you get one, you want to hold on to them. So I think, I think Olszewski will be back for the Giants. Uh, I think it makes sense to bring him back. All right. The next guy I want to talk about is cornerback Darnay Holmes. Now, Holmes is an interesting guy. Fourth round draft pick in 2020 to play the slot, which he did uh, his first year, his second year, and so on. But it just seemed like every single year that the Giants were either trying to replace him or draft over him. That, you know, it was like they felt like they could get something more out of the position that Holmes just wasn't giving them. So along came this year and it was kind of, you know, kind of written on the wall. The handwriting was on the wall that the Giants were going to go to more of a uh, committee approach at the slot cornerback position, which they ultimately did. And Holmes played probably his lowest snap total on defense this year. But here's the thing. He found new life as a gunner on the punt coverage team. And he was pretty good at it. He and Nick McLeod were probably the two best gunners that the Giants have had in quite some time. And you look at the Giants' special teams last year. Now, yes, the unit was inconsistent. But the punt coverage team was probably a little bit better than some of the other teams that they had on specials. So, you know, it, again, it comes down to what does the new special teams coordinator want in his players? But I think overall, you look at what Darnay Holmes did. I don't think he was that bad as a gunner. You know, he and Nick McLeod, like I said, two guys who played really well. And Holmes, you know, can give you snaps on deep on defense just as McLeod can. So when you get a guy who can fill two roles for you like that, then it makes sense, I think, to try and retain them. Now, again, I would not break the bank to retain Darnay Holmes. I don't think the Giants would do that. But certainly, you know, to look at bringing him back, maybe on a two-year deal with the idea of being primarily a special teams guy and maybe a, you know, 
like a, a fourth or fifth cornerback? Why not? Why not? I think it. All right. So those are the top cha- most challenging UFA decisions. I think that the Giants have to face. How will they play out? Well, keep it here all off season long. We will, of course, bring you updates on what the Giants do here on the Loth on Giants podcast. That's going to do it for today's episode. As always, I thank you for tuning in, making us your first listen of the day, or if you watch on YouTube, your first watch of the day. And again, keep it here all week long. Tomorrow, I'll have Solomon Wilcox on as my special guest to talk Giants. Then later this week, we'll be hearing from Brandon Olson, who's got boots on the ground down in Mobile, Alabama for the Senior Bowl. Always a big event down there. And we'll get you some information on that as well. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for listening. I'm Patricia Chana, and I'll see you tomorrow, Giant fans.